When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm intimidated by Yale's uh, super professional podcast so far. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> making me, it's making me anxious. <laughs> Just don't worry. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I haven't restarted my computer in probably like a month. Excellent. I know, man. I, I think oh. it's the you get to see behind the curtain, and it's never pretty. <laughs> yeah. And I hope this is this is what y'all need to release. Just this. Don't oh, even yeah. worry about whatever we we're going to talk about. Just, <laughs> just release cute. this. The pre-call. It's just called technical difficulties. Now the professionalism starts, Jason. Now entering the DGTC. Ready for a deep dive? <laughs> and Jordan did most of the crap. Can't believe I said that. I've been doing this since 2008. What the fuck do I know? Drawing hands is like kryptonite. <laughs> 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 uh, loading up elbow logos. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the DGDC, a united team of design professionals creatively bound to bring unique inspiration and a common perspectives. You can email us listener questions or topic ideas to hello at dgdcpod.com or check out our website, dgdcpod.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at dgdcpod. Plus now you can join in on the conversation. We have a Facebook group. Just pop onto our website and hit the community tab at the top. Now, on with the show. All right, guys. Well, we are back. Uh, how's everybody doing? Jordan, Mikkel, good to see you good, guys. Good, good, good. yeah. We're hanging too, in there. Too. It's like a thousand degrees in Portland, and I, you know, I'm pretty sad, but I'm doing okay. I you know. Guys, it's, it's so hot. It's stupid hot this week. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've never, ever remember hearing how much... The temperature for you guys, like I've never heard that before. Mm-mm. Any other? It's time never in the news. Like no. record? No, I mean it's this is like a record summer for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just had like the hottest week on record, and now it's it's not going to be as hot, but it's still up there. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I think this is the first summer we did not have any kind of. I'm sure you guys have heard we have like a June gloom, which all June it's like gloomy kind of hot and like, you know, humid. We did not have that at all. It went right into summer and it has no been transition. summer, you know, uh, literally May, June, July, and now well into <laughs> August. So it's been air conditioned all day. Uh, yeah. Working from home really, really uh, adds up. <laughs> it does. All right. Well, you guys have probably heard the word Jason or the name Jason mentioned there. We have a really great guest joining us today. Uh, Jason Craig, what's up, dude? Welcome Hell to the podcast. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see how good of a guest I am uh, in the next hour. But Probably that's my bad. I snuck his name in there too early, didn't I? Yeah. That was great. It was yeah, like a little like Easter egg. Fourth person. Easter egg. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, Jason, before we get into the topic and what we're talking about a little bit, uh, in the, real quick, this really sparked from a conversation had with Jason, and it was like such a cool idea to kind of maybe spend a, a whole episode on. Um, give everybody a little intro about yourself, where you're from, what you do. Go for it, bro. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Jason Craig. I am a illustrator, artist, graphic designer, muralist, uh, entrepreneur, I guess, uh, from Augusta, Georgia. I, I might have said that. And uh, and I grew up in the Midwest. I've, I've had a range of jobs. I've worked at agencies. I've worked for 
uh, weekly publications, newspapers, uh, sign shops, t-shirt shops, a little bit of everything, nonprofits. And now for the past couple of years, I've been on my own, uh, mostly doing branding, illustration, and just all that stuff that falls under the umbrella. I'm more of a print designer than, than a web yeah. guy, like just stuff you can hold in your hands and totally. throw at people. So. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And, and, I, and I occasionally paint a mural and, and run my mouth at conferences too. So. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes you do it at the, at the same time. <laughs> sometimes, at the, sometimes at the same time. Yeah. Pay extra yeah. for that. But yeah, that go. is a, a service. <laughs> if you guys are listening, and I think the best thing to do is like check out Jason's Instagram. I'm going to give it to you right now. It's Jason the 29th, right? So Jason, T H E 29 T H. Um, just yeah. so you can see a little bit about his stuff, because like the reason I reached out to Jason was I'd met him. I met you a long time ago at uh, Crop Pop Up Portland. I think you hosted that time, correct? Uh, back um, in the day. I was, yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. yeah. And that yep. was so cool. And, you know, through Matt, our buddy. Um, but one of the things I, I, I really talked about, Jason, um, about when we were kind of chatting was I love people that put out not only great work and hard work. Like I, I look at your stuff and kind of same way I look at a lot of what you do, Jordan, as well, just the intricacies, the illustration side, and you do it with such a, like a, a fun, positive vibe. And I really just want more people to see your work. And we want to just share people like you hundred percent, because I think your, your perspective on this is really great. But, uh, I just love following folks that really show incredible work from the heart. That's kind of and what, just I, such a what I get wealth of it. diversity in the illustration. Like, you know, they always say like, everyone's got that thumbprint when you're like getting mm -hmm. like, fine art and illustration, but man, Jason, like your work, is, I, I, you know, arguably I think it's incredibly sick, but like the the ability you can just like pivot from one style to the other like there's a lot of cool stuff so yeah i'd say right now if anyone's listening just to pop on the instagram just to get a taste of like how cool this shit is yeah <laughs> thank you i hope i hope this is how the whole hour goes just <laughs> crazy man. this is gonna be this is gonna be great we could go for two hours it's gonna be like this. <laughs> it's gonna be well into uh, sunday and we'll still well, be talking about it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i can do this forever um well, you know, the positivity thing, it, I got to be honest, it doesn't come natural. I'm not, I'm a cynical mm. kind of asshole. I'm an old head that, uh, that I came <laughs> up, I came up with this, this mindset that as a designer, you you don't teach people stuff. You, you find your competition, you chop their head off, make sure they can't steal your job mm -hmm. and, and hoard all your knowledge. Keep it, keep it tight. And wow. yeah. it was, it wasn't until I started working with millennials who are sort of like our modern hippies that are like everything, everybody loves everybody, share all your resources type thing, that I realized that that old thinking of you know, become king of the hill and stay there, that, that's, a, that's a tired old way of thinking. And if you don't find your community, if you don't share these things, then you're just going to be stuck in, in whatever rut it was that, that you laid a claim to. And and now I've found that, that by keeping that stuff positive, keeping it going upbeat and working hard. I can teach other people to do what I do and I can do something different. Yeah. And that's, that's how I keep it fresh. That's how I stay excited because I'm always excited about what's the next thing. It's how I stay diverse because I don't right. feel like I'm the person that's going to spend my entire career drawing lettering with a chili pepper dipped in ink or, or some <laughs> one thing or even, or even one illustration style. Totally, and, and that's kind of a thing that I have to work at because I, I do come from a background of of keep your head down and mind your own business and stay away from me, and so I have to I have to work hard to keep to fight that urge. Sure, yeah, there really was that pivot too. Like I, I would say, I don't know, maybe five years ago, it felt like 
more and more people were like talking about processes and showing behind the scenes and it so much so now that they, arguably it's it's kind of a business that a lot of like you know designers can get into where they teach right or like they you oh, know yeah. give workshops or they speak you know it's like it's became this whole like angle wedge in the uh, industry which is cool yeah I wonder too, do you, like I'm, I, I always try to think of what the reason is that not only just like what you mentioned, but it, I, I always think of it as like, there's a lot, there's so much work out there in a way that it's okay to share some of your secrets and your tips and your tricks and the things that, like you said, even uh, companies or studios hold as like proprietary information, right? You're kind of right. now sharing this stuff. And I, one, one thing I really dig about it is I don't think you have to be even um, in the media you are to be inspired by folks like you who put out so much work and show it. I think even if you're just a watercolorist and that you just do it on the mm-hmm. side, yeah. I still can get inspiration from anyone sharing the way kind of like you do, you know? I, I agree, and I hope so. And part of it, I grew up in a very isolated place in the in the Midwest in Illinois, and I did not have a lot of influences other than the few cable channels that we had and, and MTV. And so I feel that if I would have had a mentor, if I would have had people saying, this is what we're doing over here, it's cool, you can do this, that my life would have been a lot different. I'm very happy with where I'm at, but yeah. it's been very it's been an uphill thing mm. and it's it's always been going against the current, always against the grain, always explaining to my family what it is that I do for a living and why I don't have a real job. <laughs> and and I just uh, I would have had a lot seen. more fun. Yeah, I would have had a lot more fun in my teens and 20s if I had somebody like me around being like, "Yeah, go draw some pictures." Yeah. And and you can yeah. live on a golf course one day. Yeah. yeah. If nobody told me that, yeah (laughs) it's like you're finding the path on your own and it was it's surprising like i i love when little things kind of come up in our our world that can really show you that things are obtainable not the traditional route that has been told you a hundred times over when you were a kid like i i I, did we always know we were gonna strive for this or that we were gonna be here no i didn't what do you guys what do you guys think Oh, you mean as a working creative or just uh, somewhat successful? In the creative industry altogether. No, oh, I, I would have had. Really? Mm-hmm. I, to mm-hmm. me, I think it was my only choice. Hmm. Uh, same. As a kid. Same. I mean, I'm talking yes. we're, we're, mm-hmm. second grade, third grade. You knew. Well, dad was an architect. Mom was a teacher. So it was kind of like this perfect balance. And I love the fact that like my job is a bit creative and education, you know. But, yeah, that's funny. But I, I think seeing my dad, my, my dad worked for a big company as a, even as a creative. And I think that was, um, I even remember like you looked at the dad on Brady Bunch doing the same thing. Like there was an artistic job and he made a living. Seeing my dad have that same kind of thing. I remember, I think I just picked it up naturally. I, I think I've said this a thousand times. I don't think I was ever good as a kid. I still am not a good like illustrator. But it was a um, passion. You sketch. could have called it a passion. Oh my that gosh. Moment. But that's all I did as a kid. Yeah. So, I don't have this it. in common with anybody in my family. They're, we're all so totally different. It sounds, Jason, like that's the case for you too. Gra- yeah, graphic yeah. design was the biggest light bulb over my head ever. Hmm. I didn't know about design, but I did. I, I just wanted to be an artist. Mm-hmm. And and the the Darren Stevens and the Mike Brady's and those people actually made it worse for me because that was a fantasy. <laughs> That was right. not a thing that people did. Right. I looked outside my door and I saw farmers and factory workers and, and all they talked about was wow. how lucky they were that they got in young. And But then at the same time, I watched my grandfathers retire and as soon as they retired, they started doing creative stuff. 
They started welding sculptures and, and, and being craftsmen and doing all these things. And I was like, they're, they're so happy doing this. They're so happy not working at that factory. Why are they trying to get me to go work for this in this factory? And, uh, that was my goal. But I think that now after, after doing this consistently for 23 years, I think that the chances of me becoming a farmer are very slim. I'm not sure that they would take me now if uh, if this thing doesn't work out. And so I think that I need to probably realign gone. my goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, I I would not be qualified to work in a factory uh, even at the. I can stock the vending machines. I'm basically useless at this point. <laughs> well, I align kind of with that, and I, I'm curious. Like for me, you know, my dad uh, and my grandfather, like my whole family line on my dad's side, have been like carpenters and own construction companies, and like. I watched, you know, my dad, same thing. Like he broke his back for years. Like, don't ever get into this fucking business, you know? Yeah. And, 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 but now he's getting older, you know, he can't do the same work. So he's getting creative. Like he's building little wood things and like his clients like are like more artistic driven stuff. But from an early age, I knew I didn't want to get into that line of work. I didn't necessarily know I'd be like in this line of work. Like I wanted to play music. Like I think Mm -hmm. 90% of most designers somehow translate, you know, there's something there that transitioned into from music into this. But uh, I, I think, like, seeing the other side of things helped me figure out, like, I didn't want to go that route early on, immediately. Or, like, can yeah. I find something Sometimes that's all it takes, right? Totally. Process yeah. of elimination straight yeah. away. Where did yeah. you, Mikhail, where did you find this route? Like, how did you, what's your, what, what made the link over to graphic design creative? So, um, at, the, at a university level, I opted to minor in computer science and, then I found that I could attend all of these elective courses that were about teaching Adobe products to people. So that's how I learned. I had wow. to I had to learn how to instruct Adobe products. The one primary one being Photoshop at, at, over the course of a couple of years. So that's how I learned the programs at the very beginning. And then um, I I was doing web. I was just a developer throughout this minor program. And so I thought, you know, there's got to be a way that I can take this CS degree and with an emphasis in in graphics, take it down that road. So that's what I opted to do. Because I liked the fact that I was able to use that mathematical portion of my brain and the creative too. And I still do to this day. So I really always appreciate that. Yeah. I love that it gets it, the degree of math is still very low here for our, our profession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's always the scary part. But what a, it, it sh- goes to show you everyone's story is different how you get there, you know, it's particularly in this creative field. And I love the fact that you both brought up uh, both uh, f- fathers and grandfathers getting into creativity. Yeah. After. I feel jealous about yeah. that because I don't have knowledge of that with mine. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, same here. I, I I know. It's like I think um it's a great thing. I think look around you with the internet, with all the anything that's con- the connectivity we have, and if you're past retirement, those folks get to to play around and mess. It's like going back to the play box, you know, with whatever yeah. they want to do, you know. But um, really, really quick, what we were wanted to kind of like zero in and talk about a little bit today was this idea of kind of like we're all in this solo entrepreneur thing. And one of the cool things we were talking about with Jason was this idea of the working autonomously and what does that mean? And it could have – there's obviously pros and cons to everything we can talk about. But uh, over the last year, I think we spent a lot of time talking about you know reaching out to the community, reaching out to others, networking in this time where it's a little bit tricky, um, making sure you're not siloed, right? Like we, we spend a lot of that time. But I think it's kind of neat to 
maybe focus on this and look at it as all the advantages that come from that. And we can all share it. And I know Jason had some really cool stuff to kind of start talking about, but I think we can intro this in by thinking about what do you do, Jason, as a, as a, this solo entrepreneur and someone on your own to keep things fresh, to keep things alive. How are you looking at the future and saying, wow, I got to do something today for tomorrow. Yeah. So a lot of mine comes from just a, a, as old fashioned of a DIY punk rock aesthetic as possible. Nobody mm-hmm. is here doing this for me. And I feel like I have to do it if I want to be able to do it. So like I just put on a poster show. It's not because I had a desire to put on a poster show. It's because I really wanted to make a poster for a poster show. And so <laughs> to do that, I had to put on a poster show. And and that's the way a lot of these things happen. We we started a roller derby team. We started a creative round table. We started a live painting guild. There's so many things that we started because I just don't want to wait around for somebody else to do it. Yeah. And if it's a good enough idea that I actually get up and do it, then 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 it's fantastic, and I love to be a part of it. But really, a lot of it is just because it, it's like whenever you learn to play bass, just so that you'll have a better chance of being in the band. It's mm-hmm. like that. Like sure. I, if I organize the event, I know I'll get to be a part of it. Mm. And, and if it, you want it that, like that much, you'll make the time, right? Because I bet a yeah, lot yes. of people are wondering amidst deliverables and submissions for you know, turning projects over and meeting expectation and balance of of your own personal life. I mean, you've got three cats surrounding you. How do you (laughs) find those pockets of time to contribute to these areas of passion? It takes takes a ton of support. I know that I'm sitting here by myself working, but I couldn't do it without the support of the people around me. My family has always been very supportive of of all of my harebrained ideas. My friends are always willing to jump in and do anything I ask of them. And and the community I live in is is just incredibly uh, – they trust me, and, and they get behind the things that I do. And there's very rarely uh, do people say, oh, I've never heard of this idea before, so it must be a bad idea. On the yeah. contrary, they're like, well, Jason's doing it, and so I want to check it out because the last thing I want to happen is, is I want to miss out on something that was cool. And really, that's all I'm trying to do is 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 within my abilities make cool stuff that I see sometimes in other places, and I get to participate in when I travel. And then I have so much fun doing it. Like you said, we we're in Portland; we had so much fun there. I want to take those little bits and pieces and bring those back to my community. And I feel it's just it's 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 kind of what I'm able to do. I'm not going to ever be the mayor of this town. I'm not ever going to be uh, a CEO of a big company. But I can have a lot of influence through creativity, through my ability to to work harder than other people, and to kind of invest myself into those things. And that's what it really takes. It takes a person willing to invest into it to make anything good happen. Because mm. I mean, rarely does a, a committee of people get anything done equally it's always just like when you're doing your projects in college one person does all the work and then there's that guy that you never even met that shows up on the last day and signs his name to it yeah where do i sign yeah 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 yeah. good to meet you guys this is our project cool it takes that that one driver it takes that one driver to make stuff happen and i just really enjoy being that when when it strikes yeah it's almost like you have the permission you, you, I think a lot of people don't feel like they have the permission to ignite something, right? Yeah, but a it's deep true. part of that is like, I, I think, 
is, is what separates like passion work, right? Like mm-hmm. it, you're going to do yes. it no matter what, right? Yeah. Like you find a way, <laughs> right? And that that's sort of the like secret sauce of like, well, what, how do you go above and beyond? It's like, cause I fucking like doing it. Like I want to do it all the time. Right. It doesn't feel like I'm clocking in. It doesn't feel like I'm giving away without getting something back. And that's the beauty I think of like, where you see those designers who kind of like put on, you know, I look at like Matt Dawson who like put on a whole creative, you know, event or like, you know, people out there building shit or like making stuff and printing and like selling stuff. Like there's something in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that commonality is like that dedication, that passion of just like the industry and, and, and sort of what they do. Right. And I think that's like a big key yeah. component. And and what you said about about the you said something I didn't about not getting anything back. And that is true because it's like it, you do get there is a return on this stuff, and it does. You, you build you build uh, social capital, you, you mm. build reputation. Yeah, you get a lot for it. But like going back to what I said is, I didn't want to play in a poster show. I wanted to be in a poster show. <laughs> and even though I got, I did get to be in a poster show. I only spent two hours on my poster. Yeah. Uh, for the whole six months that it took to plan the thing, two hours of that was making my poster. And, <laughs> and, and, that, that that explains it all right there. Yeah. Like Elon right. Musk building an empire so he can go to space. Like, cool, exactly. man. I get it. Yeah. So I can, <laughs> right. I can have a, a sports car floating in space. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> right. And, and that's it. Like, like really, it's, it's, I'm, I have more of a desire to influence other people and, and get a spark going with them so that, one day I will open up my internet and see that somebody else is putting something on and they'll be like, Ooh, I just want to participate. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a well-aged idea. Like, I think that really does come with like the evolution of, of like progress in this industry where you are in your career. That point of like, I want to influence people. I want to build the community versus early stage. And I was kind of like there as well, Jason, where like, I want to be the best. And I like, I just want to put my head down and fucking climb, you know? Yeah. But I think when you get to like at that certain point of like really trying to give back, like grow this community that we're in, because it is a, I think one of the best industry communities out there. Um, there's something to that. Yeah. You have to immerse yourself in some sort of fashion. Um, totally. Yeah. And, and, and I've always said, I, I've always kind of, my, my joke is that if it, as long as it doesn't take time, talent or money, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great t-shirt yeah, that's yeah. Excellent. long as it doesn't take any of those three i'm in that's so funny what uh t- tell everybody a little bit about the poster show like Absolutely. you know because to me that was like such an interesting thing and i saw your you just had a ball doing it it looked like from seeing it. and yeah. i know it's all hard i know dude what, what that's got to take but seeing just getting to see community people follow behind you and more people get in and then you and you shared the the stories of it where did it start from you know tell them a little bit about how you got that rolling well i didn't invent the idea of to have a poster show i've actually participated in them with uh uh, uh aiga atlanta austin does a really cool poster show there's there's poster shows and so i just wanted to do something it started out uh, during pandemic, the I live right next to the baseball team. The, the Braves have a minor league baseball team right next to my house. And they posted a little Instagram post that's like, hey, come and work from this little luxury suite for a week. It's like $100, and you go over there and work for a week. Well, I can see it out my window. What? And so I was just like, from a business standpoint, <laughs> I was like, what is the point of me going over there and working for a week? Is it just to get one Instagram post? 
and and so that uh-huh. y'all could be like, oh look, Jason worked at a baseball stadium. <laughs> yeah, good, good and, awareness and is there, at the forefront, right. by the way. But yeah, and is there is there value in that? Is there value for me to go over there and work just to for an Instagram post? Well, then I was like, well, what else do they have? And then I saw they have a they have a big suite, and I was like, okay, well, what could I do with that? Could I invite other designers in and do a project and live stream it and do all this stuff? And I was like, nobody wants to watch us work. And so then it just kept growing and growing and growing until I was like, what is the biggest, coolest space y'all have? And Mm -hmm. it's called the Wow Club. And it is a huge, like, glass box sitting on top of the stadium that overlooks our city and has nothing in it. It's just a big glass box. And I was like, I want to invite all the artists I know to do posters and have a poster show in here. Amazing. And have a crazy party. And at the time that I wanted to do it, COVID was full. I mean, this place was locked down. Uh, yeah. I called a couple of my friends and I said, I, I, "I was like, I don't care if your arms fall off. You have to do a poster for this show because I'm about to pay a deposit on a place." And at that time, you know, I had to sign a bunch of stuff that said that I could only have 55 people. That if it gets canceled, that I don't get my money back. Wow. And you know, you got to remember that at the end of the day, I'm still just a guy. I'm just a person spending mm-hmm. my money on this stuff. I don't mm-hmm. have a trust fund or a, or a agency funding me or a corporate sponsor. I'm just a person breaking open my piggy bank to, to fund this thing. And I took a gamble on it, knowing that I had a couple people that would participate and that I was hoping that by July that we would at least be able to be be out in public again. And the parts I didn't expect when I put the call for artists out, the response was was crazy. And really, I hadn't even put the call out yet. I had people hitting me up and like, hey, I heard through the grapevine that you're doing this poster show. I want in. And mm-hmm. it just started kind of groundswell. And then I was like, well, I got to put this call out because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have enough people before I even tell anybody about it. And we put the call out. I had, uh, I had almost 100 people respond. And of those 100 people, 74 of them made a short list for 30 artists, which is really 29 because I was already going to be one of the artists. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's, let's not forget and, the whole reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the whole point is so I can do a poster. And so, um, and, 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 and there was a lot of different things that I wanted to do with this. As an artist, I submit to shows and I get re- rejection letters. And a lot of times there's no reasoning. And sometimes it's like a curator just was going a different direction. And then sometimes they're like, well, we scored your submission and your wow. score was a 91. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Well, it's like, well, we got the scoring system. I was like, well, who made that scoring system up? You know, it's like, where does all this derive from? It's just at the end of the day, it's just something somebody made up. And yeah. so I just felt like it would be a lot more. It would be a lot more better. It'd be better if uh, this was a very straightforward <laughs> event. I didn't want sponsors. I wanted it to just be me and the artist. And at the end of the day, I was like, well, I'm just going to pick 30 people. And if you want to know why I picked you or didn't pick you, we can have a conversation about it. But it turned out to be a very tough thing to do. I spent a whole weekend staring at a list. And I didn't even ask people for uh, submissions. I was just like, let me know you're interested. And if you have an oh, idea, tell it to me. Oh, you didn't have a look me. at means of wow. portfolio or anything? More of the rationale no, why? Nothing. Yeah, I was like, send me your Instagram. You know, If you want to show me some work, do it. And I really left that, put the onus on them. And I didn't have, you know, jump through this hoop, jump through this hoop. It's just tell me what you want to do. And then whatever information you give me, that's what I'm going to base it off of. Nice. And, uh, and I, I had some, I Did had you some have a range of people like overdoing it, it was, and those. Yes. Did. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I had, I had, I had, uh, I had one individual that their poster was pretty much done. 
And then they ended up dropping out. And then I had another person who is their alternate that almost got best in show. Wow. And so, I, and that's the thing is that if you don't risk something, you're not going to gain anything. And, and by choosing that list like that and then realizing that I came very close to making a mistake and I might have made mistakes I don't even know, now I know. And I know next time that uh, I, I need to keep that stuff in mind. I don't need hmm. to change it. I'm, I'm not going to have a rubric. I'm not going to have a, a, th- a, a form or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I do mm-hmm. need to keep in mind that I don't know everything. And I might be wrong. I, I chose three judges that were not in the creative field. I chose three people that know the community to, to judge the posters. Cool. And of my five favorite posters, they liked one of them. And I was having a panic attack. I was like, wait a minute. This right here is the best design thing in the show. I am a designer. I know. And they're yeah. like, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I was like, it's not okay. It's fantastic. And well, so that, that was is, the, that is it, just perfectly applicable to anything you might oh, gosh. present to a client because they sure as shit don't have a design background themselves. Which it's leaves- exactly right. Or Every when a single shows piece a friend. up for argument and completely yeah. subjective. It's and, and it's crazy. It's exactly right. It's exactly mm. right. And that's why that's why uh, whenever people, we talk about design trends, we're talking half the time we're talking about stuff that was on Dribble two days ago. And yeah. really, design trends are what are outside your house. Whenever you walk down the street yeah. and see yeah. the Very restaurant signs and, and all that, yes. that's design trends, not the shapes that we're making. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. But, you know, yeah, that's such a good going point. back to the going back to the poster show. It. it it surprised the only prompt was it had to be Augusta. It just had to be something to Augusta, mm-hmm. and all the artists mm-hmm. had to have a tie to Augusta. Well, I was finding out there's people all over the country that have relatives here. They uh, play music of James Brown, who's from here. All kinds of different wow. things that that gave me enough of a tie that I knew they cared about it enough to do the show. And the second part was the community showed up. We pre-sold a ton of tickets. Uh, we had a, a VIP f- f- Friday night was the VIP. Saturday was a free all-day thing, and uh, we ended up selling out of fourteen out of the thirty posters, and wow. uh, have sold out of a couple more since then. And so it cool. was a huge, huge, huge success with no sponsors, with just me. That's cool. And but, you know, it's not just me. My wife really worked hard to to keep hmm. me propped up and pushing me and kicking me to to make it happen. But still, uh, that's a small. It cool. It's just you guys, and it like you said, it wasn't a sponsor. Mm-hmm. And I think that just the, the 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 true passion of it was for you to do it, and you did it. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I, it's such a great story. In the long, I mean, I'm assuming you would do this again in a heartbeat. Well, okay, so a, a while back, I decided that I don't want to do events that are just in perpetuity. I, I would like to mm. do one off events, cool. and then I was happy to make this a one off event. But then the printer. Uh, at the show was, I mean, the, the printer, my my only partner was the printer, and they were smile. I mean, there was the smiles on their face was ear to ear because oh, this was a showcase awesome. of all their work, and mm-hmm. I mean, they were so happy on a Friday night, just grinning ear to ear, just looking at all the people and and, and everything that's going on, and uh, and and my friend Trent at the at the at the print shop, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said something about next year, and I was like, well, you know, and he's like, no, 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 Jason, I'm not asking, I'm saying. <laughs> Next Aww. year, and I was like, cool. "Take no- noted." So, That's yeah. so cool. But this all ties perfectly into like this, like entrepreneurship, right? Like where you know you you look at like it's not freelance. We're not just you know doing a trade, sending someone a logo. It's like you do so much more when you get into like the certain age where like you're running a business or you're putting on events or like 
you know, a lot of it's like, you know, how do you network? It's these instances. It's these moments where, like, you transition oh, from yeah. sort of a trade designer to, I think, someone who runs businesses, someone who operates more than just, like, their sort of creative direction. Yeah. Uh, and this is, like, that perfect example of, like, these sort of moments that And that's why and your buddy transpire. does what he does. He wants moments. You want moments like that to see where you came together that guy got to shine as well. Not just the artist, not right. just you, right? It was this... Yeah. I, I love hearing that story, dude. That's yeah, fantastic. Partnerships with the printer, like all these cool things that transpire again from one idea of like, I want to make a poster, you know, you mm-hmm. know, and then you see at the end of the line of like all these things that happened, all these people you've met, these networks, this, oh. this potential business that you created. So I did, I did one other thing that I thought was very, very unique and cool is that I documented the entire process on my Instagram story. That w- the time I, lapse, right? And I saved yeah. it. The t- yeah. And so from from the very beginning, uh, you know, it just was me holding up a sheet of paper that said Augusta Poster Show. And then on my story throughout, I show where I'm buying insurance. I show where I'm going to pay oh, the shit. venue. Wow. I, I show all that stuff. And you can sit and you can watch from start to finish. The only thing that is not on my story is actual footage of the show. <laughs> because <laughs> I was at the show. Yeah, and so, of but if you wanted to know how an event gets made, you can watch those stories and you can just kind of see over the, the months yeah. of, of process. Cool. And I thought that that was like a, a really fun way to keep me motivated and to keep me on task. Yeah. And, and then if somebody was like, well, how do I do it? Like, you just go watch. You, you do it. You documented it. And, yeah. and, and, and in little, so in little cool. bursts. Yeah, exactly. And what a great way to do it. I think that story thing kind of is you capturing like an eyewitness of each of those things, the talk with the lease, the talk with whatever it was, you know, um, how did you promote? And then that's promoting it as well. That's that's doing your social media content at the same time. Right. 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 Hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. I had plenty of people that were like, yo, I'm sick of seeing this poster show stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I did. Oh, I was like, this this is where I promote it. And but I you were grinning. You, you were grinning ear to ear, like doing it, and I think it sh- it shows. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think it, insp- it like I'm sitting here going like, why haven't why haven't I done something like that? Or it, it, I love seeing something that is that inspiring that makes you want to think. And I don't have to do it at that level. I could do it at a, the much smaller level. Something you could yes. just do that's igniting your own. Uh, spirit and something you wanted to do yeah. on your own, you know, and, and that was the biggest and most involved thing I've done on my own. And I've done a lot of small events and a, a lot mm-hmm. of small little programs. We had a studio called Pink Slips, and we had Art Night. Uh, it was very successful, but literally all mm-hmm. we did was open the door and fill cool, fill coolers with ice. We did nothing mm-hmm. else. There was no prep. <laughs> there was no nothing, and so there was That's no air conditioning either. <laughs> and so to to. to Oh, to go from a, a garage, a concrete floor garage in the Augusta heat, to a luxury box at a baseball stadium, it, it, in my mind, everybody should believe that if I can go from one into the other, that everything in between I should be able to do as well. Mm-hmm. And including myself. I mean, now I know that I can do those things. Mm-hmm. So cool, dude. Uh, the other thing that really inspired me was this first. Friday's idea that you had, because I think a lot of times we hear from our listeners, we hear from even just ourselves that what can we do solo to inspire mm-hmm. a uh, the other creatives maybe in our neighborhood and do it in a real design focused way, not so much chamber of commerces or you know things that are in our city. But you 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 brought that up, and I thought this was a really cool thing that was talking to the workers and the people, not so much 
bosses and salespeople that were going to typical right. things that were in the neighborhood. Tell us a little bit about what you did and how you inspired that. So uh, creative roundtables, what it's called. So one mm-hmm. of the things that's that's really cool about my community is that there's not so much competition that you have to name your stuff anything odd. You can just call it what it is, like poster show or art night or creative roundtable. Yeah. And that yeah. is a great advantage. <laughs> yeah. You don't call it, have to call it like Vibe Out Friday or, or anything like that. You just call it you just call it creative roundtable. So what it what it was is I saw this I saw this 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 trend where you go to these luncheons and you see a speaker speak and whether it's through AdFed or AIGA or Ad Club or whatever it is and you leave work you go to the lunch you eat the the chicken and rice or whatever they've got you watch the speaker and then and yeah. then you basically wave at your peers and run back to work and the whole point of these things is networking, but you don't actually get to network because you have to go back to work. And so mm-hmm. you, you glance yeah. at people and you're like, hey, how's everything going? You're like, oh, yeah. going good. Bye. And so I, I wanted to figure yeah. out a way that that mm-hmm. pressure to get back to work on time was not dictating the 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 <laughs> the reason you're there. And so what we did is on the first Friday of every month, we would commandeer a coffee table uh, or a table at a coffee shop and we would just invite people to come and sit down and join us we didn't buy coffee we didn't do anything we didn't it, it cost us nothing all we had to do is show up uh we we had 24 people the first time we had it we realized very quickly that we needed to have at least a loose outline of a theme just to give people something to talk about and we kind of kept track of of new people and got their email addresses so we could invite them the next time. In the first couple of years, we had I think we had three hundred different people show up. And basically, mm-hmm. what it was is you could drop in, you could leave if you had to go to work or whatever, and we would just kind of sit there and talk about the topic at hand. We talked about diversity, we talked about the Academy Awards, we talked about all kinds of stuff, but. The first half hour was to talk about yourselves. We'd go around and we'd. One of the things I like to do is is I would ask you what you do and then what you like to do because so often we define ourselves <laughs> mm-hmm. by our profession. And so it's like, okay, well, I'm a graphic right. designer, but I like event planning. Mm. And so that would kind yeah, of give people yeah. a little bit more right. insight about what motivates me. Well, cool. then it would also kind of connect people because people would be like, oh, you do this, I do that too. And people had never met before and had no potential uh-huh. of meeting would would meet each other, and they started actually networking, not like a b and I group where it's like, oh, let's exchange business cards, and when you need a plumber, I'll call you, and whenever you need a graphic designer, you call me. <laughs> this was actual people that were connecting, and I watched people that were that struggled that were looking for a job that couldn't find one that then found a job and were like, like would come to the meeting and be like hey I'm going to work in another town so I'm not going to be able to come to these round tables anymore it's like that's that's very great and very sad at the same time um, but we did that for we've done it for several years and obviously covid kind of put a stop to it for a while we're we're we need to get it back going again uh, but we didn't miss a friday for for 3 or 4 years that we've done this and it it Everybody's invited, but it gives the actual the 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 feet on the ground people, the people that don't wear a tie to work every day, mm-hmm. uh, gives them an outlet that is a little bit more palatable to a boss where they say, okay, on Friday at eight a.m. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a half hour late because I'm gonna go to this roundtable thing. Not I got to go spend twenty five dollars and two hours of my life to go to a lunch and come back with the itis and be useless all all afternoon. Uh, and it 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 showed that like. Some of the people, how do we define ourselves? Like we tend to gravitate towards people that are interested in what we are, 
And so without this, I would have never met uh, freelance media buyers. I would have never met UX designers. I would have never met um, just visual artists that were in my town that didn't go to the same bar yeah. as me or don't go to the same things as me. Yeah. And this was just a kind of a very neutral ground type of no intimidation way to do it. Uh, the funniest part about these things is these ideas are so simple and, and people will be like, this will never work. I'm like, what do you mean it'll never work? It's like, well, what are you going to do to get them there? Because it's so simple. And I'm like, I was like, I don't, you don't have to bribe people with donuts. You just have a thing, a quality product and a quality mission and just stick it to that. Just stay with that. You know, yep. it's creative round table. Well, what do you do there? Well, it's a round table with creatives. It's that. You know, it's not creative round table plus donuts plus coffee plus, yeah. you know, it's just creative round table and just keep it going. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break from the episode with Jason and talk to you about the sponsor of this episode, Skillshare. You, myself, Jordan, Mikkel, Jason, everyone, we've all been here to like come and create. That's kind of what we do as a job. It's kind of what we do for passion projects. And whether you've picked up a paintbrush in the last few months or it's been quite a while and you haven't done something really cool to explore your creativity and be inspired, well, now's your chance to do it. And our recommendation is Skillshare. You know Skillshare as an incredible online learning community. Their membership is so meaningful because it's really built for you and exactly how you want to use it. You can explore, check out all the projects it has to make. There are short courses, there are long courses, and the cool thing about it is you're helping fellow creatives and supporting them along with you on your journey accomplishing real growth. For this episode, we found a really cool course that we thought was worth mentioning. It's by Timmy Cooker, and it's basically a fantastic course all about digital poster design, combining images and type to make powerful visuals. This is a quick course. It's only a 90-minute class. So if it's something new and you're looking for something cool to dive into Skillshare with, this is a perfect course to do it. It's a super quick class, like I said, and you learn his inspiring approach and how he combines images and type to create bold visual designs that would work perfect as poster designs. He gives you all the tools, including thoughtful ways to develop your conceptual artistry, how to take photographs that really might work cool for this poster design, and unique Photoshop methods that help you create compelling backgrounds. It's really worth checking out, particularly based on the topic we're talking about today. So, with all of this great stuff to look at, whether you're just a pro or a dabbler or a hobbyist or even a master of any creative side, you can be a creative in something new that you've never tried before. So discover what you can with all of these classes and they're made for every skill level. You can experience real improvement with hands-on projects and classes designed for real life. They fit into your schedule any way. Just like Netflix, just like anything you use on demand, you can listen to these at your convenience. And Skillshare is also very incredibly affordable, especially when you compare it to any pricey in-person class or workshop. Their annual subscription is less than $10 a month. So how do you take advantage of this? Well, feel free to explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash DeepEnd2, and you will get one month free of their premium membership. That's right, one month free of premium membership. Make sure you go to Skillshare.com slash DeepN2 to take advantage of this incredible offer. Now, back to our episode. 
Did you did you get the word out there within your community through social media or otherwise? Mostly, yeah. It, it, yeah. it was it was we would post a Facebook post and then uh, word of mouth, and then I would contact like the agencies. I would send out personal invitations. A, a lot of the stuff that I do is there's there's a lot of arm twisting uh, that goes on, <laughs> and so uh, there's 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 plenty of people that have got phone calls from me, and I'd be like. Uh, I need you to come to this thing. I need you to do this, and and a lot of the times so I'm like. So in yes. a way, you were offering your version. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, but it was, but it was a very, very low pressure thing that didn't take any kind of prep. I would fly down there, find a parking space, and sometimes you know I felt bad because there'd be people waiting on me and be like, oh, let me pull some tables together, and you know sometimes there was just two or three people. Sometimes yeah. there mm-hmm. was there was sometimes we had to split it into two. Um, and then, and then the best yeah. ones we'd cool. get talking like the, the diversity discussion that we had. And it was a challenge that I'd got from the, from the governor of, uh, AdFed, um, here at our district to, uh, to do more about diversity, not just live it, but, but like advocate for it. And we started a diversity discussion that we would have been there for eight hours talking about because we were so engaged and our group was very diverse. It was, it was a mix of everybody. And um, it was just a very special thing that I think is repeatable. I think that anybody could do it in any town. I think that if you just That's did so it and, cool. and keep it authentic. And it'll shift and change it, a little it, bit. It changed constantly. In, a, in its own way it every changed time. Constantly. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I think it's beauty. Like, the it it should not it's have completely. the structured kind of segments that it has to right. be every time. Yeah. And then you know not to have True. any expectations right. knowing how yeah. different Well, those are all the keys. Like I think that the it's such a bullshit tactic to like, all right, we're all going to go watch a, you know, some sort of speaker and then we all leave or like we're all going to, you know, do these like trust games I mean, or like whatever. It's like that's not how people operate, you know. Like people want like to yeah, we want to gather around what's yeah. the commonality? It's our shared interests. Like that's it. That works. Right. Like that's all we need. Right. Let it develop organically because mm-hmm. honestly, that's how relationships are made. It's never like yeah put two people in a room and then Forced. it works. It's like, that's fucking bullshit. Like this is the way it actually operates yeah. in the real world. Yeah. yeah. And everyone, you know, I don't know any designer that doesn't want to talk shop all the time mm-hmm. at all. Right. <clears throat> like I think it, it works. I always feel like the sign, a sign of a good event that you put on or a good program is that if it, if it will carry on without you, mm. if the event itself has enough momentum that you don't have to keep paddling the boat to make it go. And, and that's kind of like the way it was with art night with art night. There was the second time we did it, all of us primaries in the studio, we were standing outside looking back in the door and it was just going. And I was like, and I was like, we could go home and this thing would function. (laughs) And and I, and I almost thought that they would probably lock up at 10 o'clock when it was over. (laughs) I mean, and and if you, if you do an event right and, and do it well enough, you don't have to micromanage it. Yeah, the poster show. I I really had to work hard to not micromanage the volunteers because it just had to be what it was going to be. I can't be everywhere and do everything, and so I had to organically. Yeah. Well, what about the very jump start? Everybody arrives. You start making intros. Mm-hmm. Is it a little awkward at first, and then yes. people kind of get into their yes. own? So, just like yeah, any it's, party, it's like, it's like any like party. Any... But like if you've ever been to a any kind of talk, and they do a Q and A at the end, everybody has that fear of sounding stupid. And they don't want to ask a dumb question. Well, fortunately for me, I don't mind sounding stupid. 
And so I'm good at kickstarting those. And so a lot of times whenever, like if I'm doing a speaker thing and uh, they do a and I always want to know ahead of time and I'll throw up some weird prompts and throw some like little odd things in there. But I always tell the audience, like, if you don't ask me a question, I'm going to start asking you questions Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and just keep it going. And so I've always had that really uh, good moderator thing. And I can tell when like this person has been quiet and I don't like isolate them or make them uncomfortable, but I try to draw them in. And I try not to filibuster. I try not to do all the talking. And I also have a very good memory so I can recall things that they brought up and get, you know, just find where they're interested. You know, it's like like I went to. Yeah, then the gen. Genuineness yeah. like, starts to strike. It's like I went to went to Chicago last weekend, and I asked this this guy in downtown Chicago, "Where's a good place to eat?" And he was just like, oh, "I don't know." And like he really <laughs> cool, he man. really had no answer. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I was like, "Well, we might go to Logan Square later." And the dude popped up. He's like, "Logan Square? I'm from Logan Square. Well, you can be here, 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 here." And he, I was like, I was like, oh "Settle down, gosh. man." And that's the thing is, is you just mm. have to find that little thread that pulls yeah. them to you. Jeez. You and, and I would say like any young designers, you know, again, I, I liken everything to this idea of like networking because it's like sort of like the pricing question. I get all the fucking time of like, how do you network? It's like you just kind of go to these events and it's not as daunting. It's not like a normal party where you're all strangers. Like there is the commonality. You all share an interest. That makes yeah. it really nice. You can, you know, oh, you see that rebrand, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Or like what whatever the case may be, it makes it really easy to kind of just like put yourself in the space mm-hmm. and enjoy, you know, that shared interest. Like right. That, th- that's the first check. You're already there. Like, we're all here for the same sort yeah. of reason. And, and I think exactly. that event, that event yeah. has to break the ice a little bit itself in a way where I know I've walked into those ones where you, you get the first capture visually and you go, like, I'm out of here. Like, this is not going to be right. the, yeah, the event. Yeah, there's like an agenda. And, and or like Exactly. A- <laughs> and I think what's interesting, too, is yeah, yeah, exactly. We have a half-hour regimen for the next six hours. <laughs> Still got a beeper or a cell phone holst- holster on his on his belt. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're out yeah. of there, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think the way you described it was there's one, there's no stage. One, there's no audience. There's no right. – it, it breaks the mold of what I think we all yeah. think we're going to walk into. Heavy and, itinerary. Right? <laughs> and and I think if you could kind of create the right environment, mm-hmm. it's going to happen naturally. Um, we the, the only thing we have – Close to that is our friends uh, Jen and Amy Hood, uh, Josh Ariza. They've they started a thing called Connecting Things in Orange County, here in LA, and it's a bit far for us. But we I take my students there all the time because it is probably the most casual yet informative and and result oriented little get together for creatives I've ever been to. Mm. It has the agendas there. They always have like a guest speaker, but the way they pick the right venue that is comforting doesn't feel like the typical place. Uh, the right people show up. And like you said, Jason, you meet people that you wouldn't technically meet if you just did the same thing over and over again. Like, right. I don't need to meet another branding person. I do want to meet the UI UX person or, you know, the set designer for, um, you know, uh, for theater or something. God, that's yeah. so much more inspiring to me. Yeah, I have. And I have, um, I know of individuals that won't show up unless alcohol can flow a little bit so that uh-huh. they loosen up some and they can get a glass or two <laughs> yeah. in and then they really start to connect. <laughs> so, so we, yes. So we did another one and I'm glad you said that because it just, it made me think of this. So once a quarter, we would do it at night. We would do it at a at a bar slash coffee shop. We have this really cool place that's just like a coffee bar. It's like not quite a bar, not quite a coffee shop. <laughs> I but love what that. we would do with that Sign one is we would do a uh, we do a speed dating 
thing where everybody would contribute <laughs> topics and yes. you would go to your tables and you would go to the table and there was a timer and it was like everybody would talk about this one thing and so you'd flip it over and it would be like anything i mean it, wow. some of the cards i would make were insane and some of it is like you know what's your favorite commercial on tv and then others were like you know why do you wear cotton shirts and uh, and it would just be the most <laughs> Dude, random stuff so to make conversation good. go I and love you would just that. and Killer. it would just move and move and move and it was so much fun and then like yeah. there was always like the you know we take a group photo afterwards post it so people could see it was dope that we had forty people and and yeah so we would have the stuff for the people that couldn't make it in the mornings and that wanted to cut loose a little bit more and uh, and that was kind of a that grew out of necessity and yeah. mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and but it was still but it was still kind of a do it at a time where where you don't have to ask permission. And that's another thing that I think people, there are a lot of people that need a gatekeeper. It just yeah. keeps mm-hmm. them in line. But then there's sure. a lot of us that don't. I don't need to ask somebody if I can do most things. Um, obviously, you don't want to, you don't want to have a, a victim of your, of your success. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, for the most part, you don't need to ask somebody, can I start a podcast? Can I start a creative roundtable? Can I start a poster show? You just have to, you just do it. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ask for I forgiveness, guess. not permission. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. again, even turning it back to like that mindset of entrepreneurship is just like, I'm going to build it. I, 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 if it doesn't exist, yeah. I'm going to make it. If I right. want it, I'm going to actually and, transpire it into the world. And it helps. It helps to, to know what exists and, and have a breadth of knowledge because like if we had creative mornings here, I would never start a creative round table because I would just <laughs> go to that. I, there wouldn't be a need for it. And, then I would be limited because not everybody would go to that. And so uh, it's, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse to kind of – I grew up in a town that had nothing, and now I live in a town that doesn't have everything. And there's yeah. a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think those advantages of, like, the smaller town, smaller city versus larger – Completely. Where, like, I think oh, that yeah. could be that advantage slash disadvantage in one sort of little swoop there. Is yes. Like really identifying the surroundings and where you can find the holes uh, or things yes. that are, like, not being utilized. Yeah, but I mean, I still live. The, 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 my town, Augusta, is the same size as Austin as far as square miles. We just don't have yeah. as many people. So I mean, it's a big, spread out place. And so I'm focused on this one little area of of my downtown. But there is a ton of people in Augusta that have no idea who I am or what I do. And <laughs> you know, I'd love to try to reach all of them. I, I wanted to reach a lot of those people with the poster show, and I did get to some of them, but I didn't get to enough. So that's yeah. my goal yeah. for next year: is to reach out to those people. Yeah, yeah, funny, because I thought my first – I was weighing this like I'd love to do this, but the first hurdle that I felt was L.A. It's too big. It's Mm. But then you're right. You can find your own own territory that you feel, one, is good for you if you're going to be the – call it the ringleader, but, you know, that's – easy um location wise and everything or you have a great spot to do it at because you have a you know that person or whatever but i think there's no right. excuse like there's a way to figure this out if it's something you really really want to do i'm i'm inspired to try it and i think it's a great way out of to get people back into meeting doing it outside if we need to and uh spearheading just some really good collaborations and networking down the road yeah yeah Speaking i think of- that we I think we tend to make this uh, – it's this triangle that we make, and, and the points of the triangle are where we work, where we sleep, and where we eat. Yeah. And then what is inside <laughs> of that triangle is pretty much your identity and your culture is inside that triangle. Mm-hmm. And 
otherwise you'd expand it. And sure. for some people, that triangle is very small. For some people, the, you know, the country club is inside of that triangle and, and their life is fantastic. But <laughs> like now, like now I don't have a triangle. I, 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 I sleep in the other room and I work in this room. And so yeah, I have to, it's a destination. And so I don't, that triangle, it's, I, I, I can't go to the grocery store on my way home from work because I'm working uh, from yeah. home. Good and so you have to do this stuff with intention. You have to make a point to get out. I got invited out for beers last Thursday and I was like, I haven't done this in a long, long time. And not because of COVID, but just because I don't make it a point to do this. Yeah. Things. It happens anyway. I know it's easy yeah, to so not right. If your bubble it's easy is, to is your triangle, it is, is, like, it is. In the, you know, yeah. Yeah. And then you always get, you come back home or the next morning, you're always yeah. so glad I did that, you know? Right. And so I, I would recommend that people put that, just circle a day on the calendar. And it's like, if I haven't went and saw people, if I haven't done something. Yeah. Make a point. Do it. Make a yeah. point to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really we good, need that stuff. Really good reminder. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm you can go a long time. You can, you can, you can become a hermit real easy. Dude. Oh God! <laughs> I, I think we're still. I'm still battling with. Now that we have yeah. some openness and and some restrictions, you could easily fall back to that hermit so yeah, quickly. Yeah, I've spoken uh-huh. with people right. that have admitted that that hermit component has enabled them to uh, to a point that it's become a negative in their life. Yeah, the social media oh, yeah. area of their life has taken over too heavily. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. Yeah. And it's a quick turn to as opposed to going oh. out physically anywhere. Oh my god, it's and a it's drug. Like, it's it's like Jordan said, it's just easier to not blank. <laughs> you know, and, and that goes for a lot of stuff. It's just easier to not. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it is. And then you fall into that routine. It's like they just put thirty rock up on Netflix, so I could sit at home for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. done. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I will say, you know, like I yeah. I find like my best work and it's not like I'm being inspired by going out and having beers, but like, I don't know, maybe someone, someone said something at the table yeah. on that mm-hmm. I, it, yeah. or just mm-hmm. puts me in a better place. Like, you know, COVID really introduced me to like my fucking mental health of like, I, I am a hermit in COVID. Like we can't go out. I live in Portland. Like, so I found like sometimes my work was suffering. I just wasn't excited at all. But as soon as I started going out a little bit more, as things like, you know, eased up, I noticed immediately I was way more inspired or energetic. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. something about it. Well, mm-hmm. And I don't we, know if that was just like social interaction. I, or mm-hmm. I think what it is, I think what it is, is we tend to have this not ongoing conversation in our heads that just runs. We have this meeting mm-hmm. that we're in all the time. And until somebody interrupts your meeting, it's just going to stay on one track. And so you get out and somebody interrupts it and then you get back to it and you go, okay, where was I? And that's whatever new inspiration comes in because you forgot whatever bullshit you were thinking about for two weeks straight. Okay. Where was I? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was going to do this thing. It's the fresh eyes to the design. You come back for sure. Revisit. That wouldn't take place. Hadn't you stepped out otherwise? Oh, and and if I'm the only person that talked, yeah, if I'm yeah. the only person that talks to myself in my head all day, don't tell me because I think I assume everybody <laughs> no, does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, For sure. you're lying if you say yeah. you don't. It you just know? takes the one person to admit it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nothing design oriented by any means. It's because we're parents, and we th- there happens to be this bubble where it's pod school friendly, or just the littles get to go to school with masks on all day because they don't. F- 
freaking care that we're engaged with other parents. It has nothing to do with the profession. It has nothing yeah. to do with creative, but it forces you to, you know, I won't allow Oakley to be non-social and he's up, he's upset. He needs it. He's innately an extrovert. So yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. And if it weren't for that, she jumps, if it weren't for that part of, you know, you don't want to be that guilty parent, right? So mm-hmm. it'll just allow you to just go out there and run into people that are banging their heads against the wall, just like you are at a, any given yeah. park, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think young designers in particular, the folks that are either in school or in their first few years of a job and they've been wor- working from home all this time or school at home, this is a perfect opportunity to like hear, listen to what was, what Jason kind of said, even if it's just sparking the smallest of groups two or three other designer friends to meet once a month and do something. We've missed out on that so much. Um, and I think, again, like, you know, we can work independently. We can do that. We're, we're all proving that. That's no problem. But it's, again, going back to those things and, like, use this time to spark something really great and united amongst yeah. some other folks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you, Let, can't, you yeah. can't do it all in that massive group chat. Ex- oh, yeah, or like yeah. some Zoom call, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, right no. There's 40 of us, like, no. well, good fucking luck. <laughs> exactly. No, right. And you don't have to have any sense for what, what track it's going to go down or anything. No. Yeah. No expe- right. I think that's the thing. No, uh, when you do it for expectations, either uh, a checklist, financial, or whatever, it never is the right feel, and it's not organic. But for it to just be for you, like you said, I've always wanted to be a part of one of these, and there is none around me. Well, I'm going to make right. one. There it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's so it. inspiring. Speaking of the roundtable, let's have a little fun with this. I, let's have a few questions before we end this. But this All would right. be a, these would be great questions to ask at your next at your next <laughs> uh, creative roundtable. Um, what do you guys typically tell people that you do when you're asked? Oh fuck! <laughs> uh, <sighs> shit, I'll jump in. Like, yeah, I think it's. Um, I think it's responsive to whoever's asking, right? Like if it's Good, someone yeah, who might yeah. not know anything about it, like shit, I might I might go wide and just say I'm a graphic designer or let's I leave run it a at creative that. studio. Let's right? make it very like the person that has no yeah. idea. And you don't I know. I would who say they are. I would say I run a creative studio. Mm. Like that to me, like or or a graphic designer, you know. Yeah. I, I think it you know, something around yeah. there is probably I'm with Jordan. I say design studio. I okay. say or or depending on my mood, I'll say I'm a creative consultant. And then all the time they they think immediately it's uh, I'm a home decorator and I do interior work, yeah. <laughs> which course. is so odd to me. But I say no, a lot of digital media, yeah. a lot yeah. of website work, a lot of print media. Um, yeah. And then yeah. they're like, oh. And then the moment you say brand identity, they're like, what the fuck is that? You get that <laughs> brand yeah. identity. It's like kind of yeah. like telling people where you live. It's like you know I'm from this little town in California, but I would never say like, I'm from Sebastopol, 7,000 mm-hmm. people. I'd be like, yeah. oh, I'm from California. And then I might widen that like or narrow. Yeah. Oh, Northern California, Bay Area, yeah. Sonoma County. That's a like, good one. I'll funnel it in. If they check those boxes, I'll get granular yeah. with it, which similar to like, if there's someone <laughs> in the industry, uh, you know, I'm not just gonna be like, I'm a designer. I'll, you know, we'll, we'll dig in a little bit more. Yeah. But. Yeah. Jason, what do you say? So this is funny. So I actually wrote this down because you sent me the questions. And uh, I literally, this is what I'm going to read this. What I think they would want to hear is what I wrote. (laughs) And then I have an explanation. So so the context, it'd be like artist, illustrator, graphic designer, et cetera, because they're not looking for what I do. They're looking for context so they can fill in the blank with what they think Mm. I do. So, yeah. So you're right. And, and, And I tell you where it's the hardest is at design conferences. 
when people ask you what you Dude. do because it, it it went from like it'll go from hyper specific to then I'm a creative to yes, I am a yeah. UX designer for the financial industry to yes. I'm a designer you know it it, it goes up That's and it's so like true. a yo yo yeah and it's like well I don't want to limit myself but you know I I think that if I had to pick a if I had to pick something in a in a box for my LinkedIn it'd be senior graphic designer okay because mm-hmm. I I define that as a designer that 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 solves their own problems and has a responsibility to make the people around them better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's I, solid. That's what I'm happy with that. That's good. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I don't think enough people know, know that. <laughs> no, they You're don't. Right. So there's a little yeah. education nugget. Yeah. The, yeah. They think senior means like fourth year, like, like, uh, uh, advanced or something to me it just means leadership <laughs> an ap graphic designer class so. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 what about you longa i feel the same it's it's always about who the person is but if i have no idea who they are i think after years of saying graphic designer and getting a what what is that because they did not know i i tend to say brand builder now i just say i help companies build their brand and mm-hmm. i and i think that one encapsulates what I what I want to be more of, and that's all I like to really do. Um, but then I can use that as an example and say, like, take for instance this. You see it on the shelves. You are gravitated to it. it, it it's persuasive. It's selling. It's almost where you know it's a glorified salesman in a way. And sometimes that mm-hmm. way I look at it too. But I like that part of it because I like to pop in the strategy and that. Because after years of saying that, I don't think a lot of times it was ever. It didn't have the cachet it did. Um, but then all my years of agency work that I would just tell my title because like you said, Jason, like if you, when you had senior or you, whatever it was, that became part of, uh, unfortunately I felt like it, it, that title part was what I would use to be my identity, you know, mm-hmm. like I put yeah. so much in there, uh, because of just doing all that corporate ladder crap and everything. So like, um, but now I, I and then sometimes it's just, you could just say I'm creative, you know, I'm a creative yeah. and then you can let them, let them fish a little bit. Like you said, then let them, what yeah, exactly do interested. you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a I, good one. I, I sometimes will also preface that with like, then I'll point like where I live because like you say you're creative and they're like, okay, he's poor. And then I go, well, you know, I live over there by the baseball stadium, by the oh, golf there course. You go. and, they're like, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, well you, he married well, which is also true. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Oh, my God. There's so many things to con- – you ask that question and your mind triggers 18 different little things to cover, right? Like, yeah. you know, like, do I have to add location? Do I have to add this? Do I have – like oh, – yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. – but I think it's like having that, you know, the versatility to answer to answer that question based on the person is great. But a lot of times you don't know, you know, who that – It's hard. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, but it's, I, and I mean, it's a good it's, one to it's talk the, about. It's the most loaded question because it's like – what do you do for a living? And then it's like, well, how much of my insecurity do you want me to project onto you with this answer? <laughs> totally. Totally. But I think I've learned how to answer the question by conversations just like this and having it with other people. And I think I, someone brought that up at a design conference once. We were all at the breakfast table that were you, the big round tables. Like I think it was uh, – it was the how one that we went to in Chicago that time, Mikel, years ago. And I remember sitting there and like total strangers. And, and again, like everyone's passing their business cards around. And we met this one guy that was like, gra- it was, his business card was White House graphic designer. Like he was literally a graphic designer at the White House. And I was like, you have to hear other people's stories to kind of know how to answer your own. Yeah. And you if know? someone asks you, like typically there is a follow up. No one's like, what do you do? Okay, cool. See ya. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, bye. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Next one. Do you guys remember your first entrepreneurial experience even as a kid? Did you do anything bef- 
talking, you know, those early years that showed a little entrepreneurial side. Oh yeah, dude. I was, what, what'd I you mean, do? I was small town hustling all the time, man. Yeah. Like cutting people's firewood, mowing lawns, mistletoe and the fucking, <laughs> you know, seasonal shit. Like, yeah, man, me and my brother were wow. out there hustling the, the streets pretty hard. Yeah. How about you, Mikhail? I can't think of a single damn. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I can't. <laughs> because this oh. did, this did not kick in for me until 08 when yeah. the economy took a, a little bit of a hit and I thought I just bought a condo I'm single how am I going to make this work mm. and it was scraping a little bit but the, I was grown I was on my own yeah I, oh yeah I, I, the, <laughs> it was not like Kidville time frame at all no. for me no I was actually 22 when I was doing that no, just <laughs> yeah yeah Exactly, right? <laughs> Lemonade stand just the yeah. other day. <laughs> Maybe a craft beer stand. Now that would be that would be really cool. Oh, okay. Super illegal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, do you have anything you think of from the past? I do. I, I had a I had a I, I actually this this sparked a good memory. Uh so like I said, I grew up in a rural area. Well my uh I had an uncle that would give me mad magazines. <laughs> And, you know, I chair it like I'm, I'm a hoarder of magazines. Like I have old magazines that are just in perfect condition for some reason. Uh, they'll be valuable one day, I'm sure. But sure. Uh, he would give me the mad <laughs> magazines and I really didn't want anybody to I didn't want to loan them to anybody or let them touch them. And so I would redraw the stuff out of mad magazine and then I would sell those. And this was like sixth grade. Wow. And it, it got it's how I honed a lot of my drawing skills because I would have a demand for it and then it got to where people would want like custom stuff and so i would draw the pictures that i saw in there and give them new words and make my own jokes to like change teachers names out for other names and things like that and it got to where i had this whole economy basically from sixth grade to 12th grade where Holy i would shit. draw pictures for people and then it was like guys would come up and they would want me to draw a picture of their girlfriend for valentine's day and so i was just like hustling drawings like from sixth grade all through all through school wow that's so dope <laughs> that's fun oh, yeah. too. it was yeah. fun oh my god that's amazing that's so cool <laughs> i would say and the it was, first and it was all because i didn't want them to touch my magazines there you go <laughs> right yeah it's like you're making a copy of it in a way like yeah. those stay away <laughs> yeah i'll translate it i think doing as a kid i remember doing trying to do like the lemonade stand or something you were selling on your at the end of your driveway Nothing, I wouldn't say, ever came out of anything. But I, the one thing I remember doing during school was I remember just going, like, I have a Mac. I could do these things. Let me see. I would go to a local spot in our in our town that probably didn't have the best of takeout menus or whatever, and I'd grab one of their things. I'd redesign it, basically, in a really nice format, just cleaning it up a little bit. The next day I'd show it, bring it to the, to the owner and be like, I redid your, your takeout menu. If you like this, you know, it's $300 and then I'll, I could do all your changes and revisions. So like it was a way to try to start a business because I had the tool and mm -hmm. I just remember, you know, it was like so e to me, it was so easy compared to like it before computer, like what would you have done? You know, like this is the easiest way to do it. And I, I, I made a few, I remember making within a summer, I think I made like 1200 bucks just doing it. And it was, but it was better at, it was the client relations. It was like describing your, your advantage, the advantage of working with me. Like, uh, why, why yeah. should you take this chance on me? But I felt that that might not be the best way to do it because you're doing all the work up front. Then For I realized years you've been talking about this. You've been, yeah. you've been running that as a proposal 
portion yeah. of your business. I still do that in some way. Establishing the, yeah. the, the, the business itself officially for a long time. Yeah, and it's a ri- it's, there's a risk with it, obviously, because like, but, sure. then I, but then what I got to the point was when I had five or six of them under my belt, then I just made a little brochure that was like, I can redo your takeout menu and make it look really good and really clean, and I would go after hours and I'd slide that in their mailboxes at these, at these wow. restaurants, you know? Um, but you're right, I, I still, gosh, I, I think there's that thing about like, I got to show them the goods, and it's giving, it, it's doing a little work for free. I still do that for the big, for like sure. the, but that's yeah. like big dream clients that I definitely want yeah. to like work for. I don't yeah. want, I, mm. I think we all have a different opinion on that. It would make me so nervous that they would hire somebody that is pretty standard or cheap and go, can you do this for us? Can you turn this over for us? Yeah. And, and it was your work that you. Oh, yeah. yeah. But building that relationship, I mean, I, I don't know how many of my clients, they don't hire me because I'm so good. They hire me because they've got my phone number. I mean, and, yes. and it's it's amazing. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I do with some of these big companies, it's just like they, they get out of a meeting and they're like, you know what? If I just call Jason, this thing will be done. Yep. And, and once you get yep. that contact, I mean, you're in there. That's the, that's the growth method, right? Like it's, it's, it's building those relationships. It's not, it's not even about skill. And I think, you know, again, circling back to like that entrepreneur versus freelance, where like you, in order to res- run a business, you have to have those like retaining clients in some form. It's really hard to always bring in new business nonstop. Mm-hmm. So like, you can only really do that when you're like building those relationships and becoming that dependable yeah. person. And, and it's not even design. It's like, I'm quick on my email and I, you know, I, I'm I'm available is a big part of it too. You're mm-hmm. like those aspects I think are what create yeah. the business side. Yeah. Versus just like I can make I can illustrate, you know, or like I can make a logo. It's like that's a small percentage of like running the business. I like how you said that, Matt. It's like if you call Jason, it's taken care of. Yeah. And that's that's really what you want someone to not only say Value. about you, but to refer you to, you know, whatever it might be. Um and that doesn't that's not luck. That was not a you didn't get that comment from some luck of the draw. It was the work. It was the time. Yeah. You know, all that yeah. stuff, which is great. All right. Last one. If you could offer a first-time entrepreneur one and one piece of advice only, this what would it be? This is a great question. Oh, shit. Might have to think about it a little. I know because I was trying to you, – I'm trying to think of how to, how to sum up something. But who, does anybody – Want to tackle so, it first? For for me, like every day, almost every day, like like yesterday, I lost a eleven thousand dollar job that I had, and it it wasn't even like a proposal. It was just like a job I had that got canceled, and it wasn't because of any extraordinary measure. It's just they called and they're like, "Hey, uh, we we can't get the money after all," and so I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you know," and and an eleven thousand dollar swing. I don't care what business you're in. That that is that's, major. You know, I should have had a yeah. I should have got drunk last night, but. <laughs> But um, what was what was your I want to know more about this. But do you recall your immediate raw response? Um, I'm conditioned now, but I've I've conditioned myself for for, to be numb to this stuff. And that's the thing. That's the advice is that if if you want to celebrate the upswings, but you can't let the downswings like overcome that stuff. And, yeah. and, and it is, it is a roller coaster on some days it's great. And on some days it's yeah. bad. And yeah. if you can't handle the con- the thought, like if you just, if you're listening to this and you just gasp because $11,000, you know, like, Oh my God, what would I do? Uh, then you're probably not meant to work for yourself. 
because right. that's the kind of swings right. that, that happen on a, on a regular basis. Um, so the advice that I would say and what keeps me motivated is that there will always be more blank and it's, there's, there will yep. always be more money. There will always be more work. There will always be more struggle. More fun, mm-hmm. more time off, more pain, more suffering, more opportunity, more clients, more friends, more roadblocks, more hurdles, more devastation. There will be more of everything. And that's just what you have to like accept is that, that this right here is not the way it's always going to be. It, it will be like this again, but it's going to be something different a little bit. And it's going to be something mm-hmm. better. It's going to be something worse. But there will always be more blank. And if you just keep that in mind, um, it, it'll keep you sane. Because a, 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 a rock in your shoe, which is, you know, losing that job is a rock in my shoe, I, I, it, it, I'll, I'll get another one. Um, you just have to keep that in mind, though. I, you know, I, I crossed it off my post-it note. And I was like, well, I'm not doing this one. But I have 8, 12, I have 15 other things on my post-it notes. And so I was just like, well, now I have more time for these things. There so, you go. Mm. Yep. There will yeah, always be more you. blank. That's my advice. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, that's killer. I think I think so many, especially you know, I'm filtering through design, but like that was a huge fear for me, especially getting into freelancer, like taking the step away from you know maybe working for someone else. It's just like I didn't know where that well, how deep it was, or like sure. how to do things. But <laughs> it's deep. But you know, but like it, it it is there is always more. Clients will reach out to you. People will network. Like it's gonna happen if you put yourself out there. Yeah. Which sort of leads into like mine is like well, you have to put yourself out here, there. Like mm-hmm. you have. You right. have to be available to opportunity. You have to be available for job. Like you need to do the work. It's not just being a good designer or whatever your craft is. Like you True. have to take the extra step to like get involved and be available to the community, to the industry beyond the craft. And th- that's where I see most of the change mm-hmm. happens. You know. Yeah, Mikhail. Um, years and years ago, I used to support. Um. Uh, a creative studio of her own that she was the owner of. And she was my mentor for years in a way. And it's how I met Wes. Oh, cool. And we were one of a handful of designers that supported her business. She actually was never in file. She just ran the show. And she (laughs) presented and we would all join client calls and all all that. And I thought, you know, I got to be able to make it to where she's at someday. So, but amidst all those years of supporting her studio at the time as a graphic designer, in my background for me, we would have, I guess you could call it a challenge, but it was a sketch. And we would all share a sketch. And I didn't grow up, I didn't, I don't have your guys' background. I never had a pamphlet of raw paper that I would just sketch whatever. I just didn't. I started, uh, I I hit the ground running digitally on, on my own. Well, this really forced it, and I really loved it. So I would love to be able to pick that up again or encourage others. Like, it may not be comfortable for you. You don't have the history. You never did this on the bus growing up. Yeah. But start it now. Just pick up anything and spend 30 minutes, just 30, 15 even. Just make it a part of your weekly, daily routine. Yeah, Mm -hmm. your process too. Because sure. I'm paperless now. Yeah. I've just, I, I, I sync it with my phone. I jot down notes. I'm sending text messages to myself. Yeah. I'm in Trello on, on my mobile. Dude, I'm all the so time. the opposite. I know. Every day. 
I'm so analog. I'm so <laughs> yeah. I'm so worried. Yeah. I'm gonna lose the piece <laughs> sure. of paper or the sticky note. So everything is digital and yeah. synced to all the devices. <laughs> I, I have I have so much paper around me at all time. I, I have, <laughs> dude. It's it's an incredible an and incredible it follow, amount. It follows wherever you go too, right? I it's have, almost yeah, like I, it's everywhere. Four notebooks next to me at all times. And I've like, yeah. I probably have like twelve sticky notes for the week that I just I and I don't think it's the right way. I think yeah. it's not no no uh, it's, and, and i don't i wouldn't say mine is either i wouldn't say mine is either and in no, fact it's, it's i would love to have to have a happy medium to mm-hmm. uh, that i obtain ongoing but um if forms of paper around me they're bills or they're shit from from the mail that i really should right. have put in recycling a long time ago <laughs> everything is digital <laughs> no, there is no calendar alert. I'm I'm holding up a post-it note that says DGDC 3:30 Thursday. I love this it. How, I love it. This is how and I got I rely here today. so heavily on reminders and alerts and calendar. <laughs> so yep. heavily. Yeah, I, I've gotten better with the calendar, but uh, post-it notes <laughs> are the best. You can't ignore. It. It's like you know it's what? I kind of think that this. Um, there's. I don't know. I'm going to call this out, and hopefully, it's not. Doesn't make me a bitch. I think that <laughs> a bit of this is a gender distinction. Jason, I'm married to a Jason. He refuses. Oh, dear. He refuses to <laughs> m- go full on digital. He's got notes all around his desk, all the same. And I don't know. I talked to a lot of other partners that are female and they say the same thing like everything is in their calendar and i don't know i hope i'm not i'm not that like control freak of a wife that i've got everything recorded to it no there is no right way you it's your own process you know so i have it's how we're wired yeah right but i have i have infinity of these field notes right Mm -hmm. i don't even i love those but but i don't even crack them open because i use these little yellow legal pads dude they're the best I have, I have. Look at this. I even have a little baby clipboard for my little. Oh my baby. god! Aww. I love it. Nope. Little baby legal pad. But like, <laughs> that's I, what I honestly. Use. I think I'm that same way. Where like, I have very nice like moleskins, and I have like my nice field mm-hmm. notes stack. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't gravitate mm-hmm. towards them immediately because it, they're for some reason it's more precious. Like, yes. yeah, I want to get a nice? shitty design out there yeah, with sure, anything. Right. So like, I get this that. notebook here. It literally is just scribbles, and there's whatever's in there doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. if I need to write something down, it's in there. But when I start to get in, like, my field notes, like, I should be, like, drawing something that might end up on Instagram or some bullshit, right? Like, I know. It, I, I'm less free about it. So I have, like, my shitty notebooks that I use for everything. And then I have, like, yeah, my uncracked stack of, like, nicer notebooks. Oh, yeah. I think we're almost uh, – there's a little bit of a um, – it's hard to crack the good, new, pretty one open and start even just the first thing you – you enter in there, whereas a yeah. legal pad or sometimes I even just buy those little spiral bound ruled paper ones like right at the like perfect time to go buy it. They're in back to school specials everywhere right now. Right. Yeah. I but love the those. Pad you know, the less it's the least pressure. Like, Ex- yeah, like, exactly. Like I can put anything <laughs> on my legal pad and it's <laughs> safe. Like it doesn't matter. I feel no pressure to make anything look good. It's literally just like this is meant to be. Yeah. A, I know. A dumpster. I will totally admit, though, I have no no way of like when I have to find something, it's going through every single one that's on my desk. I should be mm. a little bit more like right now. I started one the other day where anytime something has been sent out to be billed, like before I forget, it goes in. I have a folder now or a little notepad based on every client, and I, I make that entry as fast as possible. So I'm, I'm literally forgetting to like wait, I got to build something today or whatever it was. Oh, when, that's when you get into true. that frame yeah. of mind. So I'm trying. 
to make those folders more organized. So at least I can, I'm pulling the right folder knowing the information's going to be there. Because typically it'd be like, wait, was it in this one? Was it the one here? Yeah. Did I leave it on the kitchen counter? <laughs> yeah. I, I know. It's like, I'm, I'm a mess. Um, geez. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, Jason's looking through his, his oh nine, nine just, files of, just, I love it. It's, it's yeah. thousands. It's, That's and great. this is such compelling yeah. podcast material talking I about know. paper. Yeah, no one can see any of But everyone no knows. No one can see any of this. We're ta- I bet you every every I think every form of us is, is being tapped into what people <laughs> yeah. are, do themselves. Uh, I, <laughs> I would say I'll leave it at this. My advice thing is think of it from this day on your reputation, and it goes back to kind of like what you were saying, Jason. Mm. It's like we all are. It's a given that we're going to be great or good designers. What people won't expect from you is great customer service, great communication. All the things that you want to be, build a good re, uh, a reputation down the road that will build you referrals, that will build you the cu- client coming back, the, cl- the, the client saying, you got to go with Jason. He's slam dunk. It'll get done, right? Yeah, like, that's and, and, I, and I think what that, that's a simple way of saying you have to have all your ducks in a row. You, you can't take this, yeah. this shit personal. You've got to build a business, and that's what you're running. You're not running yeah. a design studio. You're running a business first, and it just so happens to be selling design. You know, that's right. That's how I look yeah. at it. And, I, and it's plan. hard. It's hard knocks. We all we've all learned that. But it, <laughs> I, I wish someone told me that at the beginning. And that's why I tell every student is your your reputation starts now. And trust me, it's a small freaking world. People yeah. know each other. And it's never it done. You know, it's not like, all right, I have a reputation that's good now. I don't yeah. need to ever work on it. ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Polish it every day. Be like, yes, yeah. look at you. <laughs> Well, that's our that was our roundtable, and I think it's a great way to end it, man. This was like, I love these kind of conversations, Jason. It's like we this is what we we thrive on a hundred percent, you know. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate y'all y'all bringing me in on this, and I love like that's that's one of the things is is it's, it's I want to be an expert at something, and so whenever I get a chance to talk about the the nuances of what we do, it. it I love it because I, other than that, I just sit here and, and wait for somebody to walk by or tell my cats this information, and, you know, because cause we, we, we all assume that everybody knows the stuff we know, uh, but mm-hmm. until somebody asks you, you know, it's, it's I, a lot of it just kind of lives in our heads and, and it's, it's hard to articulate. You know, it's hard to be at a poster show and tell a, tell a casual patron that's there to buy a poster, you know, it's like, I did this myself and I put it on Instagram. It's like, they don't, yeah. they don't care. You know, they're mm-hmm. there to buy their cousin's poster. Um, and so it's, it's, I think it is helpful to kind of humanize a lot of this stuff because you see things and you assume it was made by other people. It was made by the Darren Stevens on TV, not by mm. the, the person mm. that you know from the creative roundtable you get coffee mm-hmm. with every Friday. Mm-hmm. And so uh, yeah. I, I think the more that we can kind of, kind of make stuff relatable, the more we can actually inspire younger people to try stuff to do stuff maybe maybe god forbid fail a few times and grow the community and and then and then one day we'll be old we won't have to do our own poster shows we can go to theirs (laughs) (laughs) that's the goal man jason i remember 15 years ago hearing your story (laughs) yeah yeah this is my this is my poster story (laughs) i love it dude And so, where can, again, we mentioned Jason the 29th at uh, Instagram. That's your website as well, correct? Yeah, and, and, and another piece of business advice. It's always oh, really go good it. to have a really confusing uh, handle and website that you have to explain to people all the time. <laughs> yeah, that, that helps Make sure they're a lot. different. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intertwined numbers and letters, like a license plate. It's really, it's really advantageous. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly an Instagram person. I, I do Instagram, and one thing that I try to do is if somebody reaches out and asks me a question, I try to answer them. And even if it's about pricing, if it's about how did you get this job, how did you do this, mm. I, I, I try to be as honest as possible and try to be Excellent, helpful. Um, you know, I'm trying to combat years and years of being a, being a a curmudgeony, you know, guy that didn't want to help anybody. So I'm trying to make up for that. There you go. Awesome. We'll hit them up. If you guys got something out of this for sure, I'm sure you'd love to hear from folks. Uh, great conversation, man. Thanks again for joining us, man. Thank y'all.